Welcome to church. Thank you for joining us. Um, it's good to spend time together with our online ministry. Um, at this stage, we're going to continue with our online services. We're going to work together as all the ministers of South African Church um, to, to do the online ministry, to put our sermons online. So you are more than welcome to follow us um, with this service. Let's bow our heads in prayer. Our Father in heaven, thank you that we can come this morning and come to your throne. That we can just spend some time with you, listen to the word. That we can open ourselves up for the Holy Spirit to work. Thank you that you love us in a way that's unmeasurable, but there's no end to it. Well, thank you for, for each and every one that's joining this morning, that's following this service, that's listening, um, that's taking part in, in, in this service. Like Samuel, I want to pray this morning, Lord Jesus, speak to us. We are listening. Amen. We must never pretend that we're never in a situation where we don't feel that God is so far away. We must never pretend that it never happens to us. Um, all of us experience times when it feels as if we're on our own, as if we can't reach God, can't, can't get in touch with God. And the advice just to go back to the read your Bible and pray most of the time isn't helping in such situations. Um, and often we experience this kind of this kind of dry times. Uh, when we go through difficult things in life, when life throws curveballs at us, or when we're tired, or when there was a kind of a tragedy in our lives and we try to work through it. And the important thing is that we must not jump to easy, quick fixes, to quick answers for this problem. There's no such thing. There's no such thing as just work harder or be more disciplined and everything will work out because to be honest with you we are not machines I can take my computer and I can reprogram it <laughs> and I can fix a quick bugs a bugs on my computer and restart and reboot and everything is working fine people don't work like that as as people we 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 tend to to struggle to get out of this and there's not easy answers and don't look easy answers. good example of this is what we get in the book of Lamentations. It's an interesting book in the Bible. Between all the prophets uh, and all the prophecies, we get this small book, five chapters um, of five Lamentations, um, probably written by Jeremiah, but it's possible that some other prophets also has written a few of them. But the important thing is, it is a book where the writer is pouring his heart out and telling the Lord exactly what's happening in his life. And almost as if there's not an answer forthcoming, not an easy answer forthcoming. Let's, let's read. Um, Lamentations 
chapter one. We're going to look at chapter one, but it's interesting. I'll, I'll say it a bit later. Chap chapter two, three, four, and five. It's almost as if the same story is repeating itself. So let's read um, Lamentations one, chapter one, verse one. How deserted lies the city, once so full of people. How like a widow is she, who once was great among the nations. She was queen among the provinces, has now become a slave. Bitterly she weeps at night, tears are on her cheeks. Among all her lovers there is none to comfort her. All her friends have betrayed her, they have become her enemies. After affliction and harsh labour, Judah has gone into exile. She dwells among the nations, she finds no resting place. All who pursue her have overtaken her in the midst of her distress. The roads to Zion mourn. Zion was the place where they prayed, where they went to, to the temple. All the roads to Zion mourn, for no one comes to her appointed festivals. All her gates or gateways are desolate. Her priests groan, a young woman grieve, and she is in bitter anguish. Her foes have become her masters, her enemies are at ease. The Lord has brought her grief because of her many sins. The children have gone into exile captive before the foe. All the splendor has departed from the daughter of Zion. The princes are like deer. They find no pasture. In weakness they have fled before the pursuer. In the days of her affliction and wandering, Jerusalem remembers all the treasures that were hers in, in, in the old days. When the people fell into enemy hands, there was no one to help her. Enemies looked at her and laughed at her destruction. Jerusalem has sinned greatly and so has become unclean. All who honored her despise her, for they have seen her nakedness. She herself groans and turns away. Her filthiness clung to her skirt. She did not consider her future. Her fall was astounding. There was none to comfort her. Look, Lord, on my affliction on my affliction, for the enemy has triumphed. Verse 10. The enemy lay hands on all the treasures. He saw pagan nations enter a sanctuary, those you had forbidden to enter your assembly. All her people groan as they search for bread. They, they batter their treasures for food to keep themselves alive. Look, Lord, and consider, for I am despised. Let's stop our reading there. We'll continue a little bit later. But just a few things to understand what's happening here. Jerusalem and Israel were taken away in exile. Um, the temple was, was uh, devastated. Was devastated. It was um, broken down to the, to the floor. If all the treasure, treasures of the temple were taken away. All the symbols... Uh, on which they used and built their, their, their religion was, was just taken away. And people were killed. Life as they knew it would never be the same. Everything that, the, that they held onto as dear and precious for them were just taken away. Nothing was left. And then when we read this, this first part of this lamentation, it is, it is this, this words from the soul of these people. It's this, it's this word, words filled with emotion that we hear. This too says, bitterly she weeps at night. With no one there. With no one to dry off the tears. 
We've read how, how, how she's on her own the whole time, how even her kids were taken away. We, we, we read how, how they used the, um, to talk about her like as if she was a widow. And we know that in biblical times, if you have become a widow, you're in trouble because there's no future for you. We, we, we've read how, how, how she said, I, I became a slave again. We must always remember that um, this was in the core of Israel's identity. They were, um, they were taken out of slavery in Egypt. The Lord has, has saved them. The Lord has freed them up. And now they're going back as slaves. It's almost as if everything they live for, their whole identity, were taken away. So it's much deeper just as, as a, a limitation that tell. I'm in trouble, please help. This is the identity that's been taken away from them. And then three times in chapter one, we hear this prayer. Uh, the first one we see in verse nine, it says, look Lord of my affliction. Almost as if the writer just wanted to say, Lord, take note, please see what's going on. Don't turn your back on us. How often in our own lives does it feel as if the Lord has turned his back? How often have you had the experience that you're on your own? And the Lord's not hearing your prayers, not answering your prayers, not listening to you. Um, the second time um, in verse Verse 11, we, we hear the same prayer. Look, Lord, and consider. Look and think. <laughs> don't, just, don't just stand on a distance. Think about what's happening with me. And, and then a third time, verse 20. Verse 20, we read, See, Lord, how distressed I am. Look, look and think. See, Lord. Um, I'm in trouble. Please take note. This is the cry of someone who can't see the future. Who can't see how they're going to get to the end. On their own. But what's interesting. We often think in these kind of situations. We tend to walk away. We tend to stop praying. We tend to stop reaching out to the Lord. In the Lamentations, the conversation is ongoing. Lord, I'm giving you my heart. Lord, listen, look, see what's happening. Take note. It's almost as, as if they're reminding the Lord the whole time. I've got nothing going for me, but I'm going to remind the Lord. And everything is broken. Everything is taken away from me. But I'm going to talk to the Lord. I'm going to give Him my heart. And if we, if we go on through chapter 2, it's the same. The same story. Uh, talking about their troubles. And in verse 20, um, chapter 2, verse 20, we get the same prayer. Look, Lord, and consider. Look. Don't look away. <laughs> Take note. See what's happening. Think of that. Consider it. In chapter 3, um, he goes even further. The writer says, but 
um, something happened that it seems as if the Lord don't want to help anymore. Chapter 4, it's, it's the same story again. Chapter 5 starts with the verb, uh, verse 1, Remember, Lord, what had happened to me. Don't forget me. And chapter 5 ends with a few difficult verses. It says, verse 19, You, Lord, reign forever. Your throne endures from generation to de generation. Why do you always forget us? Why do you forsake us, forsake us so long? Restore us to yourself, Lord. Restore us to yourself. Turn back to us, Lord. How many times have you prayed that prayer? Please turn back. Please restore us. Please don't forget us. What are we missing? Is this how faith works? That we're in trouble and, and, and the whole time we need to remind the Lord and we need to, to look for Him and we, we, we've got to shout out and ask Him to take note, to turn back to us, to look at us, to think of what's happening with us. Is that what faith about? Is that how this relationship works? Because if that's what it is, we're in trouble. If that's, if that's what faith in, in, in Jesus Christ is, then I can understand that people want to walk away from it. Because it seems as if it's not helping. In the middle of the whole book of Lamentations, there's a turning point. But the interesting thing about the turning point is that after the turning point, it's not as if the um, magic happened and everything is fine again. That's not what happened. Let's read um, Lamentations 3. Um, we'll start with verse 18. It says, Lamentations 3 verse 18. So I say, my splendor is gone. And all that I had hoped from the Lord. I remember my affliction and my wandering, the bitterness and the gall. I well remember them. And my soul is downcast within me. Yet this I call to mind. And therefore I have hope. Because of the Lord's great love, we are not consumed. For his compassions never fail. They are new. Every morning, great is thy faithfulness. It's kind of a new thought among everything that's wrong. It's kind of this exciting thing that comes, suddenly comes to the fore. Where this writer realized, wait, 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 wait. Life can't just go about my trouble and everything that's wrong in my life and my questions and everything I experience and everything I can't see and everything that's wrong with, with the world. There's got to be more. If we are people of faith, we believe there is more. If we are people that say we hope, then it means that there's someone else 
involved in our lives. It's interesting, the Hebrew word Yahweh is often the Jews are taught when they say it, they've got to breathe. It's like Yahweh. Try it. It's Yahweh. Breathe in, breathe out. So that we can understand that the Lord is much closer to us. Much deeper within us. It's almost as close to us as every breath we take. That's how close it is. If, if we think of the Holy Spirit, the Hebrew word for spirit is ruach, which means wind or breath. <laughs> so if we, if we say that the Holy Spirit is God in us, it's God's breath in us. So as we breathe, we are reminded of the fact that God is here. God is with us. God is in us. So what Jesus said when he came to earth, his name was Emmanuel, God with us. And when he, when he left, the last words he told his disciples was, and I will be with you till the end of times. We're not alone. We're not on, in this on our own. And maybe that's it. Maybe that's the thing we've got to understand. That even... If it feels for us that we are on our own, that God's not there, that God's not listening, that things are happening in our lives and, and God's not taking note, He's walking away, He's turned His back on us. Even then, or, or maybe, maybe even more important, then in those situations it's important to breathe. To realize God's much nearer than we think much closer to us than we think he didn't walk away you know he sees what's happening he's looking down he knows exactly what's happening in our lives and in the world around us a friend of mine posted the following saying uh, following piece on facebook i want to end the sermon with this listen to it i didn't realize he wrote it then nor would I have believed it if you told me. But at the moment I felt farthest from God, than I, further from God than I had ever been. He was as close as a breath in my lungs and the blood in my heart. May that be true for you today. Lord Jesus, when we kneel down in prayer we want to thank you for each breath that we take which reminds us of how close you are to us there's so much wrong in the world there's so much wrong in our lives there's so many situations where we think that we're on our own and you're not there and you're not listening and you're not interested and you walked away and you turned your back on us. Thank you that it's not true. 
Thank you that we may bow down in prayer and talk to a God that's real, a God that's with us, a God that's in us, a God that understands, that sees, that knows in whose hands our lives are. And I pray for each and every one that's tuned in, each and every one that's following our services. You know the situation of our lives, you know where we are, where we're at, you know what's happening in our lives and in the world, and we can't can't live without you, Lord. Therefore, I come this morning in prayer to the Lord that's with us, that's in us. Pray this in your holy name. Amen. We have opportunity to give our offerings. You see all the, all the options down below. Thank you for your, your continuing gifting. We appreciate that very much. Just take a note and go through the options available. Um, there's many ways you can give. We are going to continue with our online services, but we want to invite you to our face-to-face -face services. Um, we've got church services throughout the UK. Um, if you go to our website, you see the link there, um, you'll see all the places and all the times when we have church services available. So um, please come, please join us if it's in any way possible. If you're far from church, if you're in other, other other place, other country, um, please um, follow us. Um, send us and send us a mail info at Esachimienta. Just tell us where you are um, and we can pray for you and we can get involved in your life as well. It's my prayer that you will discover that the Lord is with you with every breath that you take. That the Lord will bless you and keep you, shine his countenance upon you and give you peace. The steadfast love of the Lord never ceases, His mercies never come to an end. They are